0: Praise God. Praise God. One of the things today is I was praying about the message. I've been praying for a while about it because I I haven't ministered in a few months. One of the things the Lord told me to do was to speak on anger, anger issues. And the reason was is because I was an angry person many times over. All the time I was mad, mad, mad. And I said, Lord, how do you want me to title it? And I I spoke on this many years ago. I think it was at the Holiday Inn where we were there. And it was called, It's Just Spilled Milk. It's Just Spilled Milk. How many times, and you can raise your hand if you want, but has your child spilled milk and you just fly off the handle? Come on. Uh, We've all done it, or most of us. When they spill the milk and you're, are you kidding me? Are you serious? Look what you did. What's that kid going to remember? He's not going to remember that he spilled milk. He's going to remember that dad jumped all over. Amen? Amen. And so what are you going to do after he spills milk? You've yelled. You've basically made a fool of yourself because that's how God told me what I was doing. I still had to clean it up. Even after I cleaned it up, poured him a little bit of milk, gave him some more milk, he looks at me with those puppy dog eyes, and, and what is he doing? Crying. I'm sorry, Dad. And that makes you even feel worse than you already felt by screaming and yelling and ranting and raving. We've all done it. Some way or another, maybe it wasn't uh, 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 with your child. Maybe it was with your wife. Maybe it was with a relative, or maybe it was a coworker that they've done something that irritated you because you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and as soon as they did it, and you, are you kidding me? And you're like, why did I act that way? Why did I react that way? That's something that we have to work on continuously. One of the things that I've, I've told you before is we're like a two by four. The word of God is like sandpaper. As that word of God is we speak these things and it rubs us sometimes the wrong way. It hurts us when we hear the truth that we need to change some things in our lives. That's right. But what's going to happen when that two by four gets all sanded down? It's going to be a nice piece of wood. It's no different with us. As we get to hear the word of God, as we get told, you know what, we need to change in some areas of our lives Using words that the Lord has for us, we tend to get better and stronger and come up another level. Maybe we need to be more humble in some areas of our lives. Instead of yelling, screaming, we need to get more humble. Maybe we need to get more meek in our lives. Some people look at it as a weakness, but it's not a weakness. It's a strength. You know how it's a strength when you're humble and meek? Because you're in control. How many of us need that? Amen. I, sometimes I was out of control. It didn't matter who was around me. It didn't matter how I acted, reacted, what I said. When it was all said and done, I looked like the fool. Whether it was with my wife or my children, it didn't matter. While, even if I was at work. Even if it was somebody that was driving and they cut in front of me and I let them know that they're number one with the middle finger. Come on. This was before Christ, guys. I I ain't going to lie to you. That's how I was. Didn't matter if they wanted to fight. I had no problem wanting to fight. But I had to change those things. I had to look at myself because if I was ministering to these three men right here, and all of a sudden this young man here comes at me and starts, and I yell at him and tell him all kinds of stuff, what are these three going to look at and say? thought you were a Christian mm-hmm. what's the first thing people throw at your face thought you were a Christian Christians aren't supposed to do that well I mean when, when is it right if you're honoring God if you're honoring God by being angry then that's okay and let me ask you this or let me let me talk to you in this way Jesus got angry but it was for God's righteousness when are you doing it? Is it for you? So you can feel better? So you can one-up the next guy? So you can tell them off? Or are you doing it to say, let me tell you about God? How are you getting angry? What What is happening when you do? Don't always just look at everything and, and fly off the handle because it is just spilled milk right. sometimes. It's not that big of a deal. If he spilled his Coke right now, I'm not going to sit here and yell at him. But if it was the little boy over there, the dad's probably, are you serious? Right now? Paper towels right there, clean up and it'll be okay. We have to look at the situation and say, come on, son. Because really they teach us when they look at us and say, and tears in their eyes and they're saying, you hurt me. It doesn't matter what we said or how we said it. It's, what did we do to their heart? We hurt them. I've done it. You've probably done it. Anybody here? Okay, okay. The other, the rest of y'all? We probably need to talk afterwards. <laughs> Anger can be all kinds of things. It can be blown up. Or you can be quiet and be angry. But what's going to happen if you're quiet and you're angry? It's festering in you. That's right. It's building up. It's a and then it's... Whew, I'm going to let them have it. Which one are you doing? Anger hurts relationships. We don't have a problem controlling ourselves at work, but we sure do blow up at home. Why? Why can we control ourselves at work? Is it because they'll fire us? Or what is it? Or you just want to look like a Christian at work, but when you get behind closed doors at home, you know, they really know the true you. Be careful with what you're doing and how you're doing it. Because the people you're going to touch the most is your own family. That's just how it is. In everything that we do, your family is the one that's going to see you the rest of your life. Some of those co-workers are going to be gone. They might die. They might leave. Whatever. You might leave. It doesn't matter. James 119 and 120. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Slow to anger. Anger does not produce the righteousness of God. But I did say that Jesus got angry. But He produced the righteousness of God when He got angry. It was a different type of anger. Amen? Amen. That's another question right here. Does your anger accomplish God's purpose? Is that what it's doing when you get angry? I remember being out at the ball fields and hearing moms and dads. Ken, you were out there many times with us. But you hear moms and dads getting angry. I'm thinking, you're in a Christian school. Are you serious? I mean, I was like that before. And I said, I'm done. I'm not going to do this. I've got to stop. I've got to stop because all I'm doing is looking foolish. Many times over, when my kids were playing, I would get so mad at the coaches, at the ref, at the other parents, it didn't matter. And then I realized, I'm making a fool of myself. And I asked the Lord, He says, you're the only one that can control yourself. You're the only one that knows what's coming out of your mouth next. What are you going to let it come out of your mouth? Is it going to be love, peace, joy, happiness? Or is it going to be rah, rage? I heard a minister say, this is what happened to, to them one day. Their kids are outside and they're messing everything up. And, and she's telling them, hey, uh, you need to pick this up. You need to pick that up. or you can't. me? Look at all this mess. The doorbell rings. She says, who is it? I said, mom, it's Pastor. I said, oh, let him in. Let him in. I said, mom, what happened? What happened to the, like, wild, you know, ah. Pick this up, pick that up. But all of a sudden, you're okay, mom. That's how we've done it. We've all done it. It's changed like that. What are you doing in your life? You know, one of the calmest people, and I don't know how he does it, is Pastor Bill to me. I don't know. Every time I talk to him, things are going 50 different ways. But that man to me, he's like, it's going to be okay. I'm like, how in the world do you keep so calm? I don't know if he's that way, you know, all the time with you guys, but he's that way with me. And I see him and I'm just like, peace over that man. You know, and I know it, he's like more like a a duck in water. A- anybody ever see a duck in water? They're, you know, under the water, but inside on top, he's just smooth. And that's, I'm like, Lord, I want to be that way. I want to be smooth in everything that I say and do, Lord. Help me with that, Lord. Don't let it fester up in you. Talk to someone. Something's going on. Change what needs to be changed, but do it in a godly way. Don't blow everything out of proportion. We don't need that. Because you need to reach men for Jesus. That's what our goal is. That's right. Are you reaching them or are you pushing them away? Which one are you doing? Just a question. I'm not saying that everything's going to be perfect. Uh, yesterday, I was driving, and, and I had plenty of room, and I thought I did anyways, and the car was coming, and I yielded, you know, and, and moving into the lane. Next thing you know, this guy's on my bumper. I'm thinking, are you serious? I didn't get mad. I just waved at him, you know, not with the middle finger. I just waved at him. I was like, really? And they're honking, beep, beep. I'm thinking, man, I had three or four car lanes, but they just didn't want me to get in front of them. Know. I don't know if they woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know what might have happened at their house. We don't know what people are going through. Maybe somebody passed away and they're not thinking. That's right. You know, you never know what's going on. There's no need to get all upset over a car getting in front of you. It's just no need for that. Or at least for me. I'm thinking, wow, really? I had plenty of room. I was from here to that building over there. And I'm doing the good speed and everything. But they just booked it. I was like, well, I'm not going to get angry. Even though they were on my bumper and honking the whole time. Like, I'm not going to get angry. The next street, they turn. I'm thinking, are you serious? One street away and you're doing all that? But what people don't understand is that as a Christian, and you're going to get mad, we've all done it, we're going to get mad again. But be careful with when you do it and how you do it. Because when you do minister to people, and if, like I mentioned earlier, the example that I mentioned, when you do blow up at somebody, you're taking two or three steps back right. to what you were trying to accomplish in ministering to these guys. Amen. Be careful with that. Stay in control. Stay humble. Stay meek. It's important for you to do that. Anger is usually being in fear. Maybe you have uh, uh, failures in your life, insecurities. That all has to do with the anger issue. I heard a man say one time that he was always angry because he was shorter than everybody else. And another man came up to him and he says, You know, I'm not that much taller than you. Three or four inches taller. He says, I'm short just like you are. He says, but you are getting so angry over something that you can't do anything about. You're already, your height. You're not going to grow anymore. Why be angry? Because people would pick on him and push him and so on and so forth. And then he says... You know what? You're right. He says, what do you have that he has? He says, he's a man just like you. Puts his pants on just like you. Does everything just like you. He says, and you're getting mad? On something you can't even change? And that man helped him see, you're right. I don't need to be upset over something I can't control. It's okay to have people in your life that can be real with you. You need that. You need to have that in an inner circle that can say, "Hey, let me talk to you." It's all right to do that. So many times we get so uh, uh, accustomed to where, if somebody, if my son comes up to me and he tells me, "Dad, here's a breath mint," after I, I meet, I don't. Are you kidding me? You're going to give me a breath Man. Are you serious? How dare you do that? Instead of that, just say thank you. But sometimes that's how we react. Over something so simple that you you might need it. I might need it. Because afterwards, I'm going to go talk to people. And my son knows that, so he's not going to want me talking to you. And you're like, Whoo, baby. Son. Stop getting offended on the littlest things. It's just so easy that, that to get so mad for something that you don't need to. We've all done it, myself included. I'm preaching to myself. I want you to know that. Because I had to work on it. It was very difficult for me with the anger issue. I don't know why. People would say your dad was that way, your grandpa was that way. I had to change it. I had to look and say, what do I need to do to change this, to stop it from going to the next generation, the next generation, the next generation? When are you going to stop it? It's just a generational curse. Because what I mentioned earlier, it hurts the relationships in your family. Anytime you're sitting here acting a fool. It's important. So many times when we get mad at people, we want to get on the judgment seat and and judge the people and be God. We need to let God be God. Let him judge. Because what did he say? Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. He'll take care of it. If people are wrong, doing you wrong. It's up to you as a man of God, as a Christian to sit there and say, I'm not going to react that way. I'm not going to act that way. I'm going to treat it just like nothing. Everything else and just move on. It's just spilled milk sometimes. Something simple. Amen. Amen. It also helps on who you hang out with. If you're hanging around people that are that are tearing you down, you might want to get away from them. Yes, sir. If You need to get around people that are going to keep you positive. Stay positive. People that will be real with you like I mentioned earlier. Hey man, I need to talk to you. I've been noticing this. Been noticing that. It's okay to hear that. You know, hey, you know, you, how you're acting not the best way right now. Let me help you out. Amen. Some people are going to get offended. Some people are going to get hurt. But it's okay. You're trying to be real with them. People have asked me sometimes, hey man, if you see something I'm doing wrong, can you tell me, let me know, encourage me, tell me. I've done it. They didn't come back. But you know what? It's on them. That's right. as, as the one leading these meetings and they ask me to do that, I have to be real with them. If you get hurt or offended, it's not something, it's something that you might want to look at and say, what do I need to change in me? Amen? It's okay to have truth, truthful people around you. People in your inner circle should be able to be honest with you. They should be able to be honest with you. There's no need to make a scene like I I mentioned before on the breath mint thing. I'll show him next time his breath smells. I'm going to get him a toothbrush and toothpaste. Here you go. No, just, you know what, thank you. So many times we do that. And then we'll go outside and talk about it. I can't believe he said this. Can't believe he did that. How dare him do that? Get with people that love you and are real with you. You want people that will help you grow. You don't want people that are going to keep you stagnant around you. You want to go from a caterpillar to a butterfly. You want to spread your wings. You want to grow. You need to move forward in your life. Always improving. If it means dumping those friends that are negative towards you, then dump them. If they're the ones holding you back, dump them. You don't need them in your life. Amen? Amen. A caterpillar, I mentioned to you, it turns into a butterfly, but what it does, it goes up into the tree and it hangs there and it builds a cocoon protection around him to where he can do what he needs to do on the inside. It's no different with you. That cocoon could be the Word of God, building you up, encouraging you, teaching you, showing you, or it could be a friend that comes up to you and says, Hey, can I help you? Can I talk to you? And that's real with you. Don't let everybody put into your life. You be careful on what you tell other people. Sometimes people want to hear what you have to say just so they can go gossip. You be careful with that. You know who your inner circle is. Those two or three friends that you have that you can really talk to and be real with. That aren't, They're not going to go blab it. That's what you need in your life. Make sure you get that. Get people that love you. I mentioned that. It's important that you understand that you're the one that's going to make a difference in your children's lives. If your children are pushing away from you because of how you're treating them, guess what? They're going to go with somebody else that you might not like how they're being raised with that other family. My son called me today, uh, Nicholas, and he's got two little boys. And he said, Dad, how did you do it? How do you know when... The discipline, and how do you know this? How do you know that? When to do it? I said, you just learn. I said, and he asked about Oliver, which he's uh, uh, two going on three. He says, how do I know when he's hungry? How do I know when it's he's tired? I, I said, you know him better than anybody else. That's right. If all he's been doing is eating cookies and junk and all that, he might need real food. Maybe that's all he needs. But if he's been eating a good meal and everything, at the end of the day, he's still cranky. I said, that might be when you need to discipline him. I said, it's important that you know the difference. I said, don't push him away. Enjoy him. I said, when you do discipline, there's nothing wrong with a spanking. I know right now people don't accept spankings, but when we grew up, there was it was okay to spank kids. And we turned out okay. <laughs> and... uh But I told them, I said, because they're big the time out, I said, sometimes they need a little swat or two, and there's nothing wrong with that. I said, but explain it to them why you gave them that swat. Explain to them why you still love them and it hurts you to spank them, even though they're looking at you like, no, it hurt me. It didn't hurt you, but they do. Amen? Explain, (laughs) Explain it to them. Growing up, this boy here, Joshua, every time I would spank him, every time he just looked at me and i start smiling. Dad, why are you smiling? Why are you laughing? I said, Josh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Am I right, Josh? But one time, I thought he was old enough not to get spankings. So I took away basketball. He loved basketball, I played it every day out in the front yard. He's throwing it up. So I said, "Josh, he did something at school and to discipline him, I said, Josh, I said, no basketball all weekend." I said, "You're old enough not to get spankings this and that." I don't know, man, that boy was crying all day. And Friday after school, he was crying. And he comes up to me he goes, "Dad, can I talk to you?" I said, "Yeah." And he says, "Dad, will you give me swats instead?" I said, "What?" <laughs> he, said, he said, "Will you spank me instead?" I said, "Instead of basketball?" He says, "Yeah." I said, "Okay." You know, so we go into the room. I give him a couple of swats. Thanks, Dad. I learned from that. Can I go play basketball? I said, "Yeah, <laughs> boy." I'm telling you, I don't know. It was the first time that ever happened. But you have to. Know your children. Are you hurting them or are you helping them? Amen? It's important that you know that. Not only that, your wife. What is it when you walk into the house and everybody's laughing and joking and everything, they see you come in and everything shuts off, gets cold as ice? Might be a problem here. What's really happening behind the scenes? I've mentioned it before. It might be you. If that's happening in your, in your household. Think about it. What do I need to change in my life to make sure that I can fit right in and enjoy my family? Amen. Amen. Because you're going to be there a long time with that family. Amen. Your co-workers aren't going to be there all the time. I didn't have a long message but I wanted to make sure that we talked about anger. I'm going to ask you just to bow your heads because I want to make sure. I don't want to embarrass you. I won't embarrass you. That's for sure. I don't know everybody here, everybody's life, but I do know that Jesus is Lord of my life. If you were to die today, would you go to heaven? Would you go to hell? You, You might be like, man, I really don't know. I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but I want this Jesus you're talking about. I want more and more of my life to change to be more like Him. I want you to raise your hand. Amen. I see your hand. I told you I'm not going to embarrass you. I want you to say, I want everybody to say this after me. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life. Make me new. Change me. I believe you died and rose again after the third day. Jesus, Jesus. Be, my Lord. Be my Lord. Write my name in the, in the book of life. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. You're a Christian now. Amen. If you were to die today on the way home, you're going to go to heaven. Amen. That was the most important decision you could have made right there. Ever. Doesn't matter. Now, grow off of that. Go and grow and learn from people that you can trust that really love the Lord. Amen? Go to a church. Get in a church. If you're not in a church, get find a church that will feed you the Word of God continuously to help you grow and learn and make you stronger. If you have to, buy CDs. If, you, if you're always out and about or whatever to get to where you can come up another level as a man of God. If you find somebody that can help you and encourage you, call them. Let them know. I'm going to ask you this question because some of you are... Or uh, have asked about it, but at the same time, I want to ask you how many of you need to change with the anger issue? I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray for you. Anybody here that, okay, amen. Appreciate your honesty, brother. Anybody else? Amen. I mean, we, we've all done it. I've done it. I wish I had somebody that could have come up to me and said, you need to change the right way. Not, man, you're a hothead. You're this, you're that. I wish I would have had somebody that'd say, be honest with me and say, let me pray for you. Amen. 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 I didn't have that. I was just considered a hothead. Not until I sat there and I prayed and I asked the Lord, show me, Lord. He said, you're the one acting a fool. Seriously, those are the words. You're the one acting foolish. You're the one making a fool of yourself that's when I changed I said man I gotta change and I'm still changing I'm still changing it's not something that happens overnight I'm gonna say things wrong like I mentioned earlier I know the words that are gonna come out of my mouth so I gotta be careful with those words with what I say Then, then basically what happens is we get mad at our wives or whatever and then next thing you know hey baby let's go to the bedroom I'm being real come on I'm being real here. And she's like, are you serious? Uh, don't you realize what you said four or five hours ago? Yeah, but that was four or five hours ago, baby. You know, you know. let's go. <laughs> Come on. Amen. That's right. We've all done it. Or, well, half of us and the other half haven't. But you have to be careful because it's something that you have to look at yourself and say, what can I do to change? Amen. Amen. Father God, I pray over these men, Lord, that want to change. That they know what they're going through, Lord, and, and the things that they're hurting, how they're hurting families, Father God, and people as well, whether it's at work or, or at home. I just ask you just to help them, Lord, that as they're about to speak these words, these this ugliness, Father God, that they stop themselves and say, No, I don't need to say that. That they realize that they're hurting the relationship, Lord. That they're, that they're blowing up for no reason. That they're getting mad at their kids, Father God, and they just finally realize, you know what, it's just spilled milk. It's not that big of a deal. But Lord, I ask you to help them to get humble, Father God, to have humility and meekness in their in their life, Lord. That they look at it as a strength, Father God, not as a weakness. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' mighty name surround them with your angels Father God but that they are able to get with a people in their lives Father God to, to lift them up and encourage them all the days of their life and if they don't have a home church Lord I ask you to let them find a home church to where the pastor talks honestly with them but loves them and he's firm with them as well Father God because they need to come up another level in Jesus mighty name we we'll give you the glory the honor and the praise Amen and amen.